Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Good to have you with us here on this Tuesday morning. Going to be a shorter one today, guys, but still good. Um, I thought that we would look a little bit at what the World Health Organization will be looking at, other than Kratom, at this meeting in October, because they have a few chemicals on the chopping block here. Um, You might remember from yesterday's episode that I've kind of gone through the process and discovered that there are two stages of review. The World Health Organization has the pre-review with Kratom. But really, at the end of that, they're deciding if it should be under critical review, which is where the action happens. So um, what's under critical review? And then what's the one uh, substance other than Kratom that's on pre-review as well? So let's see. Well, on the chopping block this October, for the World Health Organization, there are five or six substances that are going to the critical review stage. The critical review. All right, so there's a synthetic cannabinoid called 4F-MDMB slash, (laughs) sorry, dash B-I-C-A. So that's 4F-MDMB B-I-C-A. That is an appealing name if I've ever heard one. So that's a synthetic cannabinoid, cannabinoid, and I couldn't find too much information about it other than kids are smoking it and it's freaking people out. That freaks me out too. Okay, the next one, synthetic opioids. This scares the crap out of me. Synthetic opioids? Opioids themselves scare the crap out of me. Okay, fluorphine is a piperidine based opioid analgesic compound that's a mouthful fluorphine was originally discovered in a 2018 paper investigating functionally biased opioid compounds with the intention of finding safer analgesics that produce less respiratory depression than typical opioids so that's a bit interesting so it's meant to be an opioid that causes less respiratory depression than typical opioids. Sounds kind of like Kratom, Um, except maybe not as safe. Okay, what's next here? Um, (laughs) Metanitazine. Metanitazine. I feel like the harder it is to say a chemical, the less likely it is you should take it. That's just my rule of thumb. I think, but metanidazine, metanidazine, metanidazine. Okay, metanidazine <laughs> is an analgesic drug which was first reported in 1957 and has been shown to have approximately 100 times the potency of morphine, yikes, by central routes of administration. But if used orally, it has been shown to have approximately 10 times the potency of morphine. Oh, oh, good. Now I'm feeling much better. Um... So those two are the synthetic opioids. Then moving on to two stimulants. There's benzalone, which I couldn't find much information about benzalone. And then there's eudolone, 
Eudolone is a stimulant compound developed in the 60s, which has been reported as a novel designer drug, becoming widespread internationally in 2019 to 2020, following bans on the related compound eufalone. Ethylone. KnowYourStuffNZ.com found Eudolone at every event they attended during the 2019-2020 festival season. At 2020-2021 New Year's festivals, more than half of the samples tested by KnowYourStuffNZ were not MDMA, but instead more dangerous stimulants from the cathinones family, with Eudolone being the most common. So that's pretty scary. So it seems like this stimulant is being sold as MDMA uh, without telling people at festivals and is becoming more widely available. So those are all the things that are on the chopping block uh, through the critical review process for the WHO. And this is the same meeting where they're going to be doing the pre-review process of, among other things, Phenibit. Phenibute. I've heard Fenibit. Some people say Fenibute. Um, and Kratom. So it seems like Fenibit is the closest, you know, thing to Kratom on this whole list. Um, not that I'm saying they're completely related or even close, <laughs> but Fenibit, it has, it does have some brand names like Anvifen or Fenibute with an F, not a PH, and a Nufen. N-O-O-F-E-N, among others. But it's a central nervous system depressant. Um, and it's used to treat anxiety, insomnia, and a bunch of other things. Restless leg syndrome. It's usually taken by mouth as a tablet, but many take it intravenously. And also, it's just, you know, comes in powder. I have tried Fenibit. Um, not the biggest fan, but, you know. And I don't really find it to be comparable with Kratom. I feel like it's very different. I feel like it's much more chemically nasty feeling. That's just my own personal takeaway. Um, but overall, I mean, looking at all of these chemicals that are up for critical review, I can't imagine Kratom having to go through that same process. It just kind of seems to me like it's a completely different field. One make, you know, it, it kind of makes me wonder if Kratom wasn't used as widely as it was. Even though, you know, it's kind of still just a small amount of people compared to some other drugs. Um, maybe if it wasn't as widespread as it is, then it wouldn't even be, you know, getting the attention of the FDA. But considering it's helping people with nearly everything on Earth under the sun, um, that's call for concern for any sort of pharmaceutical industry or company or anybody involved in that world. So I guess it makes sense. So that's what's going to the who, and sorry this wasn't a super, super interesting episode, you guys. Um, I've got to get back to work, but uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Everything should be lining up correctly for my little surprise for everyone, Um, and just want you all to know, this is something that will benefit you. That's right, my listeners, you will be benefited by this show. Um, So stay tuned. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, have a great day, and I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.